What is going on, everybody? Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Ron. And uh, yeah, this is the totally rad 80s and 90s Rewind podcast. Our our inaugural podcast, the first one. Yes. Very, very excited about doing this. This is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Jason, I'll give you the honor since you kind of came up with the idea and started bringing it all, you know, doing all the work and, and bringing it all together. So talk about talk about the idea and, and where it came from. Awesome. Thanks, Ron. Yeah. Uh, well, Ron and I had both been exchanging reels and videos, and I kept noticing that they kept tying back to a huge 1980s theme. And I actually don't know the year that Ron was born, and I don't think he knows the year that I was born, but I think that there, we're going to be very close. Uh, we also didn't grow up together, but though we grew up in the same timeline, it, it feels like we kind of grew up together. And uh, we yeah. share a big tie of video games. Yeah. So this is, um, you know, kind of talking, talking about the reels, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I was born in 1974 and you were born in 76. Okay. So we're, we're two years apart. So we're in that, we're, I think in that like golden era of like the middle generation x like the true gen xers you know because i think generation x goes from like if you were born in between 65 and 80 and i feel like that's like a really big a big window like to sort of fit in for you know generation because we think like generation x and you think about like true 80s and 90s kids you know there's certain things to me that like come to mind and it is the music and the movies and the tv and just like that sort of universal look of what every kid's bedroom looked like in, in that, in that time period. And so, you know, those are the kind of, the kind of things that, that Jason and I sort of bounced ideas back, back and forth, you know, about reels and things like that. And so, you know, kudos to him for coming up with this idea. Cause it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a really Thanks. fun, really, really fun uh, project to work on. So, yeah. Um, so we'll, you know, go ahead and we'll, we'll maybe use this. This is, this is the first episode. This is, you know, I guess we'll call it season one, episode one. And I've, I've got it tagged as the intro, uh, you know, so really this, this podcast is going to be, is going to be about life in, you know, life as a Gen Xer, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, throughout the course of the podcast, you know, we're going to talk about movies and we're going to talk about music and trends and like the toys that we grew up playing with. And, you know, yes, the, the cartoons, cartoons. Yeah. You know, styles and, you know, what it was like, you know, just, just growing up at that, at that time. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, tell, we'll, we'll tell a little bit about our lives and, you know, Jason, I'll, I'll let you go and you can, you can tell the audience, you know, who you are and, and what you're about. And, you know, we'll start, we'll start talking about some, some generation X stuff. Yeah. Sounds good. I grew up in Michigan, so I got to have all four seasons, got to experience snow days, uh, I have a younger sister. She's also a Gen Xer. And I grew up out in the county and um, I didn't have so I didn't have a lot of neighbors, anything like that. So I found other things to keep me busy. Um, I live next to a 
a golf course and don't think it was anything very bougie by any stretch of the imagination. The nickname for the place was the rock pile. Um, yeah, during the winter time, they, there was a nice hill. We'd sled on that. Um, lived very close to my grandparents. Uh, they were neighbors to us. Um, my uncle lived next door. You'll probably hear me mention him quite a bit throughout this. He was like an older brother to me. And like later in our today's show, we'll, we'll end up talking about some video games, arcades. He's the first person that ever took me there. Um, I was a bus kid, so I don't know if Ron, if you had to ride the bus at all, and there's all sorts of adventures that oh, yeah. come from that. Definitely there are. That was always really fun riding the bus, like especially like middle school. And I guess I rode bus in elementary school. I rode the bus in middle school. I didn't ride the bus in high school because I was, you know, first two years I, I lived close enough. And so I ended up getting rides to school. But then by my junior year, I was old enough to drive. So I had a car and drove and man, that we, we could tell stories about our <laughs> first driving experiences in high school. Oh, sure. That would be fun. <laughs> it, it's funny because I, you know, parents, our parents growing up, I know they were being kind of silly with the whole thing. Like I had to walk to school uphill both ways. Both ways in the snow. <laughs> I tell my, my, everybody in our community, I live in town now and I'm no longer in Michigan, but all the kids, even if you live in town, you get picked up by the bus. Hmm. And I found that to be crazy because the kids that lived in town, it, you had to walk all the way across town to get to school. And for me being a bus kid, I had to take two buses to school. They'd oh, take wow. me, they'd shuttle me to one school because there was three elementary schools. You go to the one. And then if you went to one of the other two, then you had to go hop on and get a connecting bus mm-hmm. to take you over. So I guess that and, saves on, saves on the number of buses that they need. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. There's buses all over where I live. Yeah, I grew, I grew up in a in an area that's probably quite the opposite from from what you did. I grew up in a, <laughs> yeah. in, a in a very densely populated area where you know we probably had back in that back at that time. You know, there were probably maybe. 10, 12, 13 elementary schools in, in just this district. And now, you know, there's probably three times as many, you know, they, uh. they sprout elementary schools like crazy around here. And so, you know, mornings and, and afternoons are, are full of just buses everywhere. Cause you know, they, they have, you know, their, their set route of kids, they pick them up, they take them, you know, to their areas and in, in the neighborhood and, you know, it's a lot. So, um, I'll talk a little bit about myself. Yeah. Uh, so I was born in 1974, which makes me 48, 40. Yeah. yeah. 40, 40. Yeah. I'm 46 unless you've had your birthday. I haven't had my birthday yet. I can't do the math real quick. 16, 40. Yeah. 48. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be 49 this year. <clears throat> so I grew up in, in South Texas, you know, big metro area of Houston. And so I, you know, experienced it all as a kid. 
you know, like you, I, I was a, a latchkey kid, you know, rode the bus to school, mom and dad worked, uh, you know, so, so I'd, I'd get myself off to school, you know, probably starting, you know, maybe, I don't know, second grade, you know, maybe when I was like seven, you know, I would, I would lock the house up and, and take myself to school, you know, get on the bus and go, the bus was, I had to, you know, kind of walk, I had to walk down to the end of my street and walk over a couple of blocks to, uh, you know, to, to where the bus stop was, but, uh, you know, came home and, and, you know, was by myself for probably, I don't know, two hours, maybe, you know, flip on the TV, watch some cartoons, you know, yeah, have a snack and, you know, wait for mom and dad to start getting home. But, um, you know, it, it's funny you, you talked about, you talked about video games and that's going to be, you know, one of the, one of the main things we'll talk about tonight. Uh, Jason and I are going to share our, our top 10 favorite arcade games so you know we're definitely gonna 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 mention some that you'll be very very familiar with um but you know my my first experience with that was uh you know that i can remember my grandmother would you know we would go to like lunch on sunday afternoon or something and um there was an arcade right across the hallway in the mall that we would go eat lunch at. So we go eat lunch at Piccadilly, uh, Piccadilly cafeteria. And I always got the same thing. I always got like the Salisbury steak with the mashed potatoes and green beans and the roll. And then, uh, I'd, I'd get a, you know, a couple bucks worth of quarters and, and, uh, and go over to, to, uh, I think Bally's, I think was the name of it was the arcade. I think that was the name of it. Bally's. But yeah, that uh, that's kind of kind of what life was back in you know back in that time. It was just really it it, just, it felt a lot different. You know, it felt it felt really you know really easy and just really. I mean, I'm sure you know people have challenges. And, you know, there was as a kid, you know, you didn't have a lot of challenges. I think your biggest challenge was probably you know if you were going to win the going to win the the pencil break contest at school you that's know, right in the pencils <laughs> that was like your biggest <laughs> that was like your biggest uh you know your biggest worry it felt like at that point but you know we'll talk a lot about you know stuff that that uh you know that we did back in those days and you know i think yeah. the things that <clears throat> you know the things that that i guess defined us you know as part of that generation growing up yeah, I remember another challenge was trying to get more quarters for the arcade. And in Michigan, they have a 10 cent deposit on their returnables, on their cans and bottles. And oh, yeah. I used to try to round all those up just to, to get me more pocket change. Funny story about that. Um, there's, you know, and there there's still places around here that, that do it. But, um, you know, I had a neighbor who used to used to collect cans and he would like spend just, you know, hours at a time crushing all the cans, you know, from my house, his house, like all the neighbors, like they all gave him their, their cans to crush and he would go and take them, uh, you know, to a place that sold aluminum or, you know, bought aluminum. Um, I found out like that this place kind of stopped doing that for a while because people used to like put sand in like the bottoms of the cans and then crush them 
to make them just a little bit heavier. Yeah. So when they, cause they didn't, you know, they didn't count them. They didn't like take them out individually. They just took the bag, put it on the scale, said, you know, you've got three pounds or four pounds, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, so many, you know, each pound was, you know, so many dollars worth and sure. you know, people started conning them, you know, started, started, uh, you know, finding out ways to, to trick the system. I think one person even had a dead animal in the bag. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I grew up in a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty hood kind of area. That's awesome. Not to yep. get too far off topic, but do you remember the Seinfeld episode when, um, Kramer and uh, Newman got together and they were trying to haul all the returnables from New York to Michigan because they found out that that was where the bottles were worth 10 and not mm-hmm. like five in most states. I think I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a fun one. So you, you guys, you guys had, uh, had deposits on glass and stuff too, right? Oh yeah. Like glass bottles. Yeah. I, <laughs> Another time we were up in Detroit, we were at a Tigers game and it got over really late at night and the old Tiger stadium was in a pretty bad part of town. Mm. And this guy is riding at 10 speed and he looked like, I don't know, just like a, a ghetto Santa and his <laughs> he had a trash bag. It was so just, it was stretching. It was so full of cans that he'd been wow. going around and collecting and in that concrete jungle up there, it's just all concrete, except yeah. for this patch of grass that's about the size of like a Frisbee. And there was dew on it because it was later at night. Mm-hmm. And he hit that in his tire, oh. his wheels, his tires came out from underneath and he hit in that bag exploded. And there was oh, just geez. this clanging sound of cans everywhere. And then cars are driving by and they're all getting crushed. And in Michigan, you didn't step on them. You had to have them like whole to return them. They wouldn't take oh, really? damage ones. Yeah. And that, I think it's still like that because now they have machines and you stick them in it and it spins them and it reads the barcode and takes it in and then it prints you out a ticket. Interesting. Yeah. Like I used really to have to go thing. in. I used to have to go in and hand count them in front of people. Wow. So. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's been, God, it's been years and years, like 30 plus years since I probably took, cans to be recycled uh i don't know how they do it here anymore but that's pretty high tech and that's crazy that you have to have it like full intact to be able to to uh to exchange it yeah talking about that guy was he he was he was he was probably very unhappy that he ate it and ended up losing half of his oh yeah half of his, uh, half his stash that's right that was a that's hard right. night's work right there yeah really no doubt. All right. So um, what do we want to get into first? Well, um, if you want, we could do our little feature. Um, I thought each week that we could do a, a 80s flashback and give you guys some significant things that happened within a particular year and it's a fun little game. I'll give you three options and then see if you catch it uh, later where it, you get your right answer or not. So we're going to we're going to talk about events that happened, but not the year yet. And then we're going to figure out, give people an opportunity to figure out what year it was from. Correct. OK, so what's the first one? 
Okay. NASA launched the very first space shuttle mission this year. Pope John Paul II survived after being shot by an assassin. DeLorean cars made their debut with the DMC-12, famously known from Back to the Future. That was a Back to the Future car, yeah. Yeah, I love that car. Um, you no, know, is yeah. was there another one? Uh, yep, Muhammad Ali okay. retired uh, with fifty-five wins and five losses. And the last one, IBM in the U.S., it launched its first PC, which used Microsoft software MS DOS. Hmm. So, uh, did it happen in 1980, 1981, or nineteen eighty-two? Interesting. Of all of those, I think the one that probably sticks out most to me was Pope John Paul's um, assassin assassination attempt. Um, I grew up in a very Catholic household. You sure. Know, my my grandmother, grandfather. You know, my parents. My parents weren't like hugely Catholic. My grandparents were very Catholic. And even to this day, I still observe, you know, Lent and things like that. Yeah. Didn't say that I'm, you know, practicing so much, but you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things that's rooted in me, but. Um, that's how I grew up. My I mom that, went to Catholic school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think, you know, Pope John Paul's assassination was probably the one that, that I remember the most. And you said that was, 81, 82, and what else? 80, 81, or 82. 80, 81, or 82, okay. Any of those those have significance to you? Um, Well, I do remember the space shuttle, and uh, one that I found out later in life was the uh, Robert DeLorean and my grandpa both went to um, the same – college it's the lawrence institute of technology in highland park michigan and as we're talking i have that particular yearbook they were both freshmen in 1942 wow so i thought that was pretty cool cool. um you know it 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 makes me laugh because in the neighborhood i live in and i haven't seen it in in several years but maybe like four or five years ago I saw a that like stainless steel looking, I don't know what color it was, but that gray DeLorean, yeah. like from Back to the Future, same body style and everything. Now, I don't know if it was, I mean, it was driving. I don't know if it was like a kit car or if it was the real deal, but yeah, you know, it's like, wow, that was just really cool looking. You know, I, it's iconic, you know, the that car. Oh, yeah. It's totally iconic. Oh, it is. And I did see a, a like, a, did you know type thing? And when they were talking about Back to the Future, they initially were being chased, I think, by Ford. They wanted their Mustang to be mm-hmm. the car featured in that. And they were like, no, they, I think they wanted something with a bit more flair. And that's where the Gullwing doors, I think, really yeah. sold that. Yeah, I couldn't see. I mean, you know, Ford's. Muscle cars in general, you know, I think have had a pretty big impact on our culture, you know, from movies and things like that. I mean, you think about like Gone in 60 Seconds and, you know, the. I think Steve the Steve McQueen, McQueen. Yeah, yeah, Bullet. Bullet, you know, things I like saw that. 
I saw a guy in town the other day and he had a newer one, but on the back, um, of, like on the trunk, instead of having like the Mustang thing, it said bullet. Oh, wow. I had to explain that to my son. Like, well, that's because. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, those, I think those cars, you know, if everybody's, you know, everybody at that time would have recognized them. But, you know, I think when the DeLorean came out, I, me personally, I didn't know. I've not, I'd never seen one before. No, you know, I don't, I don't know if anybody really ever had, I mean, I'm sure people had because they were obviously a motor car company, but I think you probably had to be like a real like car enthusiast maybe yes. to know, like to know about that brand, to know about that, you know, that vehicle and its history and, or just to have any sort of, you know, recognition of it. But, you know, when, when it, to me, I think seeing the DeLorean and back to the future for the first time, it, it was the, 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 the thing that struck me was that, that back of it, you know, with like the, and I'm sure that was done up for, you know, television, but you know, sure. with like the, the, the vents, the vents on the back of it. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, when he popped the, the doors open, I thought that was yeah. really cool. Oh yeah. There's some people that really, really like, it's like cosplay where they really get into the back to the future and they've taken a DeLorean and then totally like modified it to replicate mm -hmm. the one from back to the future. I have like the flux capacitor in the back and everything. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder how much those would sell for That's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know what, I'm that, sure a lot of work that goes into that. That'd be a fun thing to do. Have, I could start making like a, uh, a price check. Yeah, where we could be like, hey, back then it cost this. Now it's at this. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was probably it was probably like, you know, 60,000 to put that car together for Back to the Future. And now, you know, it's probably 250 or something. Oh, yeah. like four uh, times as much. Well, my uncle, I mentioned earlier, uh, I was telling him about you and I doing this podcast mm -hmm. and, how we, you know, the wide variety of topics. And I don't know, I mentioned toys and for some reason he had spotted this toy and now it's well before you know, the timeline that we're talking about, but it was from 1950. Oh, wow. And I'm like, and he said, he told me, and it was like 50 bucks back then. I'm like 50 bucks back then. That has to be like equivalent of like $500. Now. Right. He looked up later and he goes, you were absolutely right. It's 500 on the nose. Wow. Do you remember what toy it was? Yeah. It was some kind of, uh, Oh, it was a, uh, it was kind of like a chemistry set, but this one had, um, uh, uranium in it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So probably a good thing they didn't sell too many of those. You know, my dad used to have a bottle of uh, liquid mercury. Oh, yeah. And it was probably like, you know, it was maybe two ounces because it was, you know, it was maybe like, I don't know, four or five inches, but it was pretty, it was pretty round. You know, it was, it had a, but it was heavy. That was the thing that I remember about it was heavy. So, and you know what's funny is uh -huh. I used to take that stuff and used to pour it into my hand. Oh, you didn't. And like, you know, would like <laughs> play with it like a slinky or I'd like put, we had like, we didn't have shag carpet in our house, but we had that carpet that had like that molded impression in it. Yes. So it was like this rust red color that yes. had like this like swirl kind of thing going through it. Man, I used to pour that uranium in there and like make it snake through the... <laughs> And my dad was always like, just make sure you put it all back in. I was like, okay, you know, it was easy enough to to get back in the bottle because it's just oh, basically yeah. a solid liquid. But yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember my, my parents, when I was sick, they put the thermometer in my mouth. They're like, don't bite into that and break it. It's got mercury in it, you know? Yep. That was the, 
old school thermometer. I don't even think they have oral thermometers anymore. It's like the laser temperature yeah. things. The Star Trek one. The Star Trek thermometer, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, usually, well, I think it, at some point, you know, we'll we'll work in a commercial breaks into our into our into our podcast and and you know i've actually got some commercials from from some stuff i've used before so we can cut out for a commercial break right here and then we'll come back and we will talk about uh the answer to the timeline quiz and then we'll get into our top 10 favorite arcade games sound good sounds great all right be back in one minute suffer from beard envy? Long to have a full and shapely beard of your very own? Do other beard care products leave you greasy and underwhelmed? The muchachos at Los Muertos Beard Co. know the struggle, and they're here to help, providing all-natural, handmade beard oils and balms in signature scents full of personality, like El Palatero, El Padrino, El Caballero, and more. Los Muertos Beard Co. creates products that condition and soften your beard, keep your skin moisturized, not greasy, and leave you feeling fresh for hours. Shop Los Muertos Beard Co. online at losmuertosbeardco.com. Los Muertos Beard Co. La Barba Vive. All right, so we are back. Um, Jason, you want to you want to recap the the uh, the timeline throwback that, that we talked about before the break and give people the answer? Yeah. Uh, the events that I talked about earlier were NASA launched the very first space shuttle mission. Pope John Paul II survived after being shot by an assassin. DeLorean cars came out with the DMC-12. Uh, Mohammed Ali retired. IBM in the United States launches its first PC, which used Microsoft software MS-DOS. Uh, the options to select from were 1980, 1981, or 1982. Do you have a guess, Ron? I, I don't know. And, and I, I think you probably said the answer, and it, it's it's gone over my head. Um, I now, I, say... I've, done, I've done these before, and what I usually do is if, if I had guessed 1983, I would have gone back to 82 because I was closest, or if, like, you know, or if I said 79, obviously that's not an option, but I'd go with the the closest answer, I guess, that I came up with. Okay. So see, when you gave the options, I was thinking 82, but knowing, knowing that I'm going to, I'm going to test the theory and see if that's right. I'm going to say 81. It was 1981. Nice. Awesome. Nice. 1981. Yeah. You know, when, when you mentioned the, the space shuttle, and I'm sure we'll talk about this at some point because this was, you know, one of those tremendously impactful events of, you know, of our generation was the the space shuttle, the Challenger explosion. Yes. But that was 1986, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You're right. Um, we were, we can we can tell stories of where we were and stuff like that, you know, on another episode. But when you mentioned that, that was. That was what came to my mind. That's what that's what my first thought was was the uh, was the space shuttle Challenger. Uh, sure. So I sort of couldn't, you know. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Um, I don't remember that event. In 
I don't remember it taking off. I, I do remember the our, my family. We were at my grandparents' house, and we gathered around. I remember it landing, and then the only other space shuttle mission I remember is obviously the Challenger. Right. Yeah, that was. You know, I think when you probably you know top three most iconic, most I shouldn't say iconic, most memorable you know, good or bad events of our, of our generation was, yeah. was a special challenger. Um, we'll talk about that down the road at some point. Yeah. Um, so going into, going into our first episode, we kind of wanted to talk about, um, you know, things that, you know, things that sort of, you know, brought us together, you know, be both being, you know, Gen X, you know, age and, and, you know, video games were, were always a big part of our, uh, you know, our lives growing up. You know, I know I grew up with, you know, most of the, you know, the, the systems, the, the systems, you know, I remember <sighs> starting, you know, probably 1970, Eight, you know, with like a Coleco, was a Coleco Vision, and then was that the like one a, that, had, that had the? It was just like Pong. Is that the um, Coleco? My parents had one. It was just that's the only one it had on it. It it was like Pong back and forth. It, it was it, it it had a joystick that looks it kind of looked like a telephone. It had a dial at the top, and then there were like buttons on the bottom. Um. I don't remember the games for it. You know, I know they, there were more than, there was more than just Pong on there. Uh, but I, I don't fully remember a lot of the Coleco games. My, you know, starting with ColecoVision, I think probably my, the, the first one that was really impressionable on me was, you know, Atari. That's sure. You know, for our age, I mean, you know, everybody had an Atari. Uh, you know, I think that, I have to look and look. I have to look up and see when the Atari system came out. Um, 1977. So yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was, I was right there. Um, I'm going to look and see how much it was. I should have looked that up before. You want to take a guess at how much the Atari was when it launched in September of 1977? Um. $99? Nope. Higher. More? Oh, um, $175. Oh. So you Ouch. had for $199, <laughs> two joysticks and a game called Combat. And then there were games that were sold separately. I wonder if that Combat game was the one that had all the different... We had one on the Atari that it had like tanks and planes and all sorts of different ones that. Oh, very possible. Yeah. It was like multiple games in one, which made that really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In when this article was published in 2021, the equivalent price of the Atari launch in September of 1977. You want to take a guess at, what it cost in 20, what the equivalent was in 2021. Oh, gosh. Um, 800, 890. Oh, almost 900 wow. bucks. 
to buy that today. I don't. There's not a there's not a game system that costs nine hundred bucks these days. No, I mean you could go out and buy a new the whatever the newest PS and Xbox and probably an Oculus for yep. <laughs> almost all Oculus that. Oculus is actually a thousand dollars just for the Oculus itself. It is now. I think so. Wow. I, I bought a couple of uh, bought a couple of monitors for uh, my computer here, and we're at Walmart and there was this like, you know, probably 12, 13 year old kid was there with his dad. And this was, um, this was end of January. Uh, so it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't around a holiday. I mean, Christmas had already passed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This little kid walks in with, uh, you know, with his dad and like his like two sisters or something. And, She's like, I want the Oculus, you know, VR headset. And the guy behind the counter was like, you know, it's a thousand dollars, right? And he's like, what? Yeah. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> Dad forked it out. I've what played else? it before. It, it's I mean, a workout. Yeah. I, I've never, I've never played it. You know, there's something about that being like over my face and things like that that just mess with you. Bugs me. I don't, I don't know how much I'd like that. But my son actually had one for a while, then he sold it. So then he could upgrade stuff on his, his PC at home. Yeah. But he had this boxing game and man, I, I'm like, I, the next couple of days, I'm like, I'm sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just, it's crazy to think of like where video games were, you know, at that point in the, yeah. in the late seventies, you know, to, where they are now you know i mean you used to have oh. a, a joystick with one button yeah and this thing up and down to hit a ball back and forth with pong yeah. and now you've got like these virtual reality headsets that you know people are living in the metaverse and all that stuff and it's that's it's crazy to me like ready player one right exactly yeah. you know i mean i when when was that set um you know, oh, the Ready Player One. Ready Player One. I know. I know it came out like in 2018, but it was based on the year. Um, it's like 20 2045. Okay. So 22 years from now is where you know Ernest Klein saw yeah. our society going. So that'll be interesting to see. You know how close that is. I've always thought that it's pretty fun to whenever a movie projects a time and what it should be like. And mm-hmm. then when you get there and you're like, yeah, no, it's not even close. Now yeah. in the movie, I am legend. It was pretty scary that you see the gas prices when you're watching that. And they're like, Oh my gosh, those are really high. Oh yeah. And we've passed that. We've passed it. Thankfully, thankfully it's come back down, but I'm like, Holy yeah. cow, you know, it's bad if we're, you know, passing the gas prices of an ap- apocalyptic time here. So right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it feels like we live in apocalyptic times now. Yep. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. All right. So, so video games, arcade games. So, so I meant to ask you this and I didn't. Did you mm-hmm. limit or did you, did you keep your list specific to games that were arcade, like where you had to go to a place, put a quarter in it and play it? Or did you use like any, system or like did you use consoles did you use well all these are arcade games now they did bleed over and then they ended up getting into uh, home consoles so but i was trying to rank mine based on how much like if i went to an arcade that i was spending time playing it trying to get to it or watching it Mm -hmm. so yeah 
All right. So do you and they do, do go. Go ahead. My list does. Um, it, it's not just strictly to the 80s. It's going to go over into the 90s. Uh, oh, yeah, early, those too. Like, like early, early 90s to mid 90s, probably. OK, so do you want to do your list 10 to one and then I'll do my list 10 to one? Or do you want to do your 10, my 10, your nine, my nine? Do you want to go back and forth? How you yeah, want to let's it, let's run it like a ladder like that. I mean, okay. just back and forth. OK, so I'll give you the honors. All right. Well, my number 10, uh, this one, I don't know if it's going to hit home for a lot of people. Um, it's a combat game, like a fighting one. Pit Fighter. Do you remember Pit Fighter at all? Pit Fighter. It, it it was pretty similar to like uh, play style of I don't know I I I want to say uh, like a Mortal Kombat or uh, Street Fighter. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't remember Pit Pit Fighter. I mean, the name sounds vaguely familiar, but I, I don't remember Pit Fighter. There wasn't a whole lot of guys either as options to play. There was like three different body types, uh, a smaller guy, a medium build and a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I can remember um, the local arcade where we were at, it was attached to a gas station, but it was a sizable arcade to it. And instead of waiting to catch the bus on a snow day, my mom would have to go to work and I'd be like, I, I'd cram as many quarters in my pocket as I could and <laughs> be like, drop me off at the gas station. Yeah. And I'd stay, I'd have the whole place to myself almost. And I'd play video games until I had to walk to school and it was, wasn't a terrible walk, but yeah. I got my fix in. Definitely. What do you got? My number 10 is a game that actually has had a rebirth, not a, not a, not in the game form, but it sort of has had a rebirth in the last five to six years. Uh, and that was a game called Rampage. That's on my list. Is it? I loved Rampage. <laughs> Rampage, yeah, man, with like the Godzilla and the King Kong and like the oh Wolf yeah. Dude. Helicopters are coming by yeah. and you're grabbing people. I was never good at it, but it was, I don't know, there was something fun about, you know, being King Kong and like jumping up on the buildings and smashing them and, you know, all that yes. stuff. That was really cool. I feel like the arcade version was way better than the home version on it because I ended up buying it at home. And to my mom's chagrin, she's like, don't do that. <laughs> I bought that thing and I beat it in a night at home. It was way too easy at home, oh, but it was much harder at the arcade. Yeah. And I'm like, I spent 40 some dollars on this. <laughs> and I'm like, I took it back and I said, Hey, I, this game didn't work. Can I get another one? Oh, dang. To the department store. They're like, yeah, sure. I know they wouldn't have exchanged it for me, but yeah, before, before they, uh, there was like, now it's like, if you have opened it, like, oh, yeah. they'll only exchange it maybe for the, the same title. Yep. Because I think they probably called on the people who went home, played it in a night, finished it, and they're like, oh, yeah. this doesn't work. I need another one. Oh, I, I, I totally rolled the dice and I I lucked out on it. Yeah. So Rampage and they so 2018 there was a film that was adapted from that from that game. And Rampage was actually, in that? uh yeah. Okay. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I remember I'm like, I gotta see it, and I just haven't. Yep. 
Rampage had five sequels to its game, and I don't remember any of them. I only remember the original. Yeah, same here. There was apparently five of them, and I don't know what years those came out, but Rampage was 1986. Awesome. So what's your number nine? My number nine is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it was a four-player game. Yep. And it uh, it just, when you can have more friends playing, yeah, that was almost like unheard of. Yeah. At best, you could have like a two-player game, but to have four people in there. Oh. Yep. I remember Teenage not, Mutant And Ninja also Turtles. not to be confused with the NES game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because mm-hmm. that game was tough. Was it? I, I could. Oh, it was terrible. I think it's actually, if you were to look up frustrating video games, I think that one's ranked. <laughs> yeah. I know there's at least one of mine that are ranked like on the top hardest games ever. Okay. Yeah. And so where are you at on number nine? Number nine, uh, mine is a driving game called Outrun. Was that the Ferrari one? That was the Ferrari one, yeah. Yes. Tessa Rosa Spider. Yeah. <sighs> yep. That was 1986, and um, that, that was released by Sega. Yeah. And, you know, I just remember, you know, sitting in the, the chair of that, you know, arcade console, like, box yeah. thing that you sat in. And, like, you know, I think that was, like, one of the first, like – driving games at least that i remember you know that you actually sat down and with the wheel and the pedals and the gear shifter at least that was the one that was the one i remember most being i remember that one and was pole position was that another sit down or was it a stand-up i can't remember i don't remember i know i've seen pole position in um in a sit down you know cabinet style yeah arcade game uh, I remember pole position from from home. I had pole position, yeah. you know, on on a console. Uh, but yeah, outrun, outrun with driving around like with the beaches. You have like this blonde yes. chick next to you. Yep, yep. That was that was that was a chance. I struggled to, on that one. I I didn't make my list, but I wanted to get it on there because that was that was probably my first memory of a driving game. Yep, it was a fun one. It was. Our right, number eight for you. Yeah, number eight, I'm going to go with the original Mortal Kombat. Okay. So I a lot of memories with my buddies playing that one at the arcade and then playing it on uh, home systems. Yeah, finish him. That was my, I don't know who used to say that. The, the finishing yeah. move, the finishing oh, move. Oh, yeah. Guy. Yeah, I, my fa- one of my favorite guys on there, I like Jax. Uh-huh. He'd be like, get over here. Yeah, the big black guy. He, he, man, he, no, that was Johnny Cage, I think. Oh, yeah. Johnny Cage did have the sunglasses. Yeah. But Jax, Jax ended up losing his arms. So then he ended up having these like robotic, like Mr. Gadget arms, but he was jacked. And he could like, like really quick go across the screen, punch people, and Mm. he'd grab them and then he'd he'd start punching them or they'd try to jump over and he'd do a backbreaker. It was nice. It was fun. Yeah. What do you got on number eight? I remember oh, from Mortal Kombat, um, the Sub-Zero and the Scorpion guys, like they were like the ninja kind of guys. Yes. Scorpion was the one who used to throw that, that like rope with the hook on the end of it or whatever. And like, yeah, that was, that was fun. Yeah. He'd be, he'd say, get over here. And, and that, that, you know, Mortal Kombat's one that has had 
I don't want to say a rebirth, but it's sort of had sustained popularity, like, you know, all these years because they've had several, several games, you know, several sequels yep. to it. And they've had a few movies that have come out of that one. Well, I think we even own uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC, and that's a fun game. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fighting games, you know, from 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 our generation to now are like, it's so crazy. Like seeing what they do now, they're like, they're not horizontal left and right so much anymore. There's like so much vertical action. Like, you know, like you can yes. like hit somebody and like keep kicking them up in the air and you're like throwing them to the side of the screen and like doing all this crazy stuff. I was like, man, I can't even. I you're pounding them the, on that. Yeah, they go through the floor, up through a ceiling, and it's like, what? Yeah, number eight for me. And, you know, I just realized I think I left something off. I know Uh-oh. I left something off, but I'm not going to stray from my list. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to put that one as a bonus one at the end. Mm. And I like I'll it. see, I'll see if you can guess it because this is, this is a very iconic one. But uh, for me, number eight was the Star Wars video game. Oh, yeah. That game, like, and that was another one, you know, where you sat down in the, you know, like you're sitting in the chair and you had like the cabinet around you. I remember like the TIE fighter, man, and I always like wanted to get into like the Death Star and like do the trench stuff. And yes, that was such a terrible game. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was terrible at it. I shouldn't say it was a terrible game. I was terrible yeah. at it. You know, that that game was was tough. And I think. You know, I remember watching people play it. I remember like watching people who were like super good at it. And then I would try and I would just like not be good at it. Oh, yeah. Because it was because it was one of the ones, you know, if you think like um, Galaga. Yeah. Again, it's more of like the horizontal left and right. You know, you're on you're on one plane that you never move from. But in Star Wars, you're like there's it's more of like a 360 degree field like in front of you now it's it's one dimensional but it was more you know circular everything around and so i think for me it is a huge adjustment because you know when you think about the games we played as a kid you know everything was very flat everything was very linear and so then you start having these games that ended up becoming more more dimensional you know, yeah. and, and so I think it, 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 for me, I just was never able to really wrap my head around moving from that flat play style to like a more immersive play style. So yeah, that was Star Wars was one that I really liked. Um, that was released in 1983. Okay. 1983. So obviously based on the 1977 film, uh, Star Wars was my number eight. Nice. So you're number seven. Yeah, my number seven it doesn't need a whole lot of uh, talking up. It's a classic, Donkey Kong. Okay. Yeah, I, that's one of the first ones I remember growing up and you know, playing a lot of. So. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Um, you know, there, there's probably not much either you or I could say about Donkey Kong that you know nobody hasn't heard a million times. Exactly. Uh, you know, again, maybe that was, you know, that's an interesting one to bring up now because that was one of the ones that really started to push the more like the movement vertical 
game style. Like you're moving yeah. up ladder, you know, you're moving, you're having to move, go up a ladder. You know, you have these levels on the same screen that yeah, you have to so left or right. Right. You know, so that was, you know, that, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, I watched, I watched a, uh, a pretty cool documentary before and it was called the, the King of Kong mm-hmm. and it was, it was good. It was, you know, about, I think the person who gets the highest score ever on it. And, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I cannot say that I was ever very good at it. Oh um, no. I think I probably sucked at it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think if I got like past like the third level, I was probably doing really good. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they had Donkey Kong Jr. And, you know, they yep. had all these other different. And then Donkey Kong, I think maybe there was a third one that was in arcades, but, you know, Donkey Kong really latched and, and probably found more of its fan base, you know, in consoles. Yeah. You know, because they have like a ton of Donkey Kong spinoffs now. Yeah. What about you on your number seven? <sighs> number seven is a, another driving game called spy hunter <gasps> i wanted to put that on my list too and i didn't oh, i had spy that one man i remember there was a there was a a, a go-kart track kind of close to my house like my parents would have to drive me there it was like a go-kart track and they had like pool tables with that big arcade in there too and that place is still there today it's called houston grand prix um the go-kart track is expanded and is now a lot fancier than the little you know, six turn go-kart track that I grew up driving on. Yeah. I remember spy hunter, you walk in the front door to the left, all the way against the wall in the corners, just past the pool table was a spy hunter machine. And man, I put so many quarters into that damn machine. Like (laughs) probably, probably have could have bought a, a, you know, a really cheap car by the time I graduated (laughs) high school with all that. I just remember, you know, cause it was very like James Bond, you know, yes. it's like a very James Bond feeling kind of, you, you know, you could like deploy like an oil slick on oil people slicks and you were shooting, you know, a gun in front yeah. of it and you're like shooting stuff. Yeah, man. Spy Hunter. And it's actually yeah. that game, you know, it says the uh, draws inspiration from the Bond film uh, released in 1983. That's awesome. Yeah. You drove the G6155 Interceptor was the name of the car that you drove. <laughs> I remember in, in that one too, like when the level was over, like this like 18 wheeler would pull up and you would have to like drive into the back of it. You remember yes, that? Yes. Yes. I forgot about like that. Ramp and you would have to like drive up into it. Yes. It so cool, man. It's oh, like, well, you know, every time you're in a car as a kid and you see like an 18 wheeler behind you and like, you know, you grew up a spy hunter. I always wanted to open <laughs> up and like oh, just drive up in the back of it. <laughs> Uh, well, you saying that though, and I'd forgotten about it. It reminded me. It, that's what I'm hoping a lot of people take away from what we're doing here. You know, we help kind of unearth these forgotten memories that mm-hmm. people had, and they have fun with that. But no, that's amazing. I forgot yeah. all about that. Uh, so we're well, on to number six. We can be we can be done with my number six because you've named it already. It was Rampage. Rampage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, let me throw let me throw my number six out there real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure this. I I have a feeling this is on your list because this is going to be this is going to be one of those hard ones that like I think most people played. I don't know. Maybe not. Paperboy. I didn't put Paperboy didn't on there. Put Paperboy I, on there. I, I played it on NES, but I didn't play it at the arcade. 
Now that was the one I remember that the first one that ever had like the bike steering wheel on it, you know, you had like the handlebars. Yeah. And so you had sort of like a throttle in one hand and that would make you move forward. And then you had like brakes and, you know, you'd throw the papers out and, and man, it was, you know, you had like different levels, like easy street, middle road and hard way were the three levels. And I always started on easy street and damn, if I couldn't like get good at it, you know, (laughs) stuff like runs out in front of you and you fall over or, you know, you, you piss enough people off because you didn't throw the paper on the front door and they like, you know, don't, they don't subscribe to you anymore. So like all your houses <laughs> hate you. Yeah. Paper boy, man, that was 1985. Wow. Nice. Well, my number five, I don't know if this is cheating. I can, I can, I can cut one, but I figured they were too similar not to attach them, but I put down Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. So were you were you were you one of the were you one of the, the the ones who were really good at it or were you the one that would just like like what was your skill level in it? Because I don't think there's really anything like Pac-Man is Pac-Man and everybody knows Pac-Man. Um, yeah, I just tried to survive. I, I wasn't I wasn't uh, I wasn't breaking any records. It was just fun, and you know I played it at the arcade, and then I. I think we had it on any console that we could end up having it on. Mm-hmm. So that was one that my parents too, they could, if they were going to play a video game, they yeah. felt comfortable, you know, that, that was about their speed and they just get on and do their thing. Right. What year did Pac-Man release? Um, was it 1980 or 81? I say 80. Nineteen eighty, nice. Originally called Puck Man in Japan. Yeah, I think 19, I heard that before. Nineteen eighty. Yeah, there was. I, I've seen some pretty cool, like, um, eighties, nineties, like a TV show, probably on Netflix or something like that. But they've they've talked about that. Um, I have to look up the name of it because it was. I don't know if. I'll look up there and I'll message you it, but there was a really cool, uh, there was a really cool eighties, like there's a really cool vintage video game show. Yeah. I'd love to watch that. Um, all right. So, so you were, you were, you were a player on Pac-Man. Yeah. I liked Pac-Man a lot. Um, do you remember the cereal that came out? There's Pac-Man cereal and then they had the Pac-Man cartoon that was on Saturday mornings for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember, I remember the Pac-Man cartoon for sure. I used to watch that all the time, (laughs) all the time. What do you got for your number five? Number five for me is a game called 720. I don't remember that skateboard game. Nope, I don't remember that one. So it was this game, and I'm trying to find out when it came out. Released in 1986. So the 720 arcade game was one of the first extreme sports arcade games. So I think you had a button and you had a joystick, but the joystick didn't move up, down, left, right. It -hmm. moved in a circle. And it was only circular things that you could do. So like you would get on like a half pipe and you would drop into it and then you would get 
you know, to the bottom and you start going up and then you would like spin it and it would do spins or like you could grab the, grab the lip of it and do, you know, like the inverted handstand, you know, kind of stuff, you know, do all the 720 tricks. I mean, that was like the, the predecessor for, you know, like the Tony Hawk. Yeah. 720. Huh. I'll have to look that up online and check out the gameplay. It was a a fun one. It, It was basically like you were, you were in a skate park. Um, and you could like go and do like half pipes and ramps and downhills and all kinds of different stuff. And you could upgrade your gear, like get like different shoes or different boards and stuff like that. Man, I used to spend. I always wanted to be able to skateboard. Right. Yeah. You had, uh, some of the events were timed on there. And so it would like, it would give you like this message. It would say skate or die. And like, if your time was about to run out. Nice. That was a, that was a, that was a, that was a one that, that I fondly remember. All right. So you're number four. Yeah. My number four, double dragon. Yep. I, I contemplated putting that one on my list, but it didn't make it. Yeah. I, again, I, I, I mean, I have always found video games to be fun, but when you can have a, a buddy playing with you. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're taking on all those street toughs and the gang members. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And then I bought it when it came out on NES. Yep. I had it, I had it on the console as well. Um, and I remember like, I think you could do like a, like an upper kick, a lower kick and like a punch. Wasn't that it? I think so. And I'm yeah. pretty sure you could disarm if somebody had like a broken bottle, you could knock oh, it out yeah, and then pick yeah. it up and use it on them. Yeah. I think they had like, was it a chain? A bottle, yeah. maybe like a pipe or something. I don't know. Yeah, I do remember that chain. Yeah, yeah, double dragon was a good one. I don't yeah. remember it being so much co-op player because I don't. I don't. I think people were playing other stuff like, you know, Mortal Kombat. Uh, that Mortal Kombat's probably after Double Dragon. I think Double Dragon sure. was probably one of the definitely one of the earlier ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, my number four is every time I mention this game, not a lot of people have heard of it and it just blows me away. And I have an interest. I have a funny story about this. It's called ghosts and goblins. I remember that game. Nice. I didn't, I didn't play it a lot, but I know what you're talking about. So it, it released in arcades in 1985 and then it ended up coming to consoles. I had it on the, the Nintendo, the NES, the original Nintendo. Um, I had it. I had it for 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 console. So the funny story, I begged and begged and begged my parents to get me that game because I was always going to the arcade and playing it. And yeah. it was, you know, it was one of those. It was one of those ones. It was like Castlevania that was like. It was very. It wasn't very involved, but it was a very long game. Sure, you know, it was tough to stand there and play it. You know, a without dying a lot. But, you know, there was just a lot to it, you know, like the probably like the original Mario Brothers. I mean, you have all these worlds and these levels and, you know, yeah. there was a lot to it. Um, so I begged and begged my parents to get it from where they wouldn't. So I went over their head and I asked my grandmother to get it for me. Oh, you did. And she, and she bought it and she bought oh. it. And, and when my parents found out. 
I mean, oh. probably probably couldn't sit very comfortably for a couple days. <laughs> and I don't, I, you know, to this day, I can't remember why they didn't get it for me, but I just remember, man, I wanted that game so much. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins, man, that was that was a fun one. And look at that fun memory you've got right there, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're in the top three now. Yes, top three. Um, I'm going to go with a, a big co-op game here. It's another four player. It, it blew my mind when I first saw this being played. It was uh, at the arcade that was set up at our local county fair. And I'm like, what in the world is this game? Gauntlet. Oh, yeah. That's Gauntlet. Yeah. You had the choice of a warrior, mm-hmm. um, the like elf archer guy, Merlin, the wizard and a Valkyrie. And that was a quarter eating machine because the entire time you're playing, even if you're not getting hit, you're just standing there. Your life is depreciating. Yep. So you're having to pump quarters in and man, that would just, it would burn through your pocket so quick, but it was, I loved it. It was so much fun. I remember that one. And, and that one, that one was one of those ones, you know, cause there's so many people standing around playing it. It was, it was tough to, to get in on it. It and was. Well, what was the first, like when, when you went up to a machine and somebody was playing it as a kid, what did you do? I usually just, Hey, can I hop in? I'd, I'd I don't know, like if, 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 if it was like a, maybe if it was like a, a maybe if it was a two player game uh-huh. with, with me or with, you know, the air I grew up in. So if there were two people playing say mortal Kombat, okay. And you wanted to play. Oh, you put your quarter down, put your quarter down, put your yeah, quarter you down on the screen. Yeah. You got next. And then you would play whoever the winner was. Yep. Gauntlet was one of those ones that like there were so many people in so many quarters just sitting there, you know, that you couldn't like you couldn't work yourself in. So like if you if you went into an arcade and like nobody was in there, man, it was like Christmas Day because you thought, boom, you went straight. to it. Yes, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I don't think that one gets a lot of recognition. I I don't know why, but, but no, it doesn't. So I'm going to combine my number three and my number two okay? because they're very similar games. They're it's the same style. It's made by the same company and it was the same level of frustration that I used to feel because it, it was, it was, it was one of those games that, that you love to hate and that's okay. space ace and dragon's lair. Yes. I, it, you know, for me, I think that, that I remember with that game, the visual, the visuals and the color, like uh, it was it like was, a comic book on the screen. Yes. You know, it was so like, it was just so so fresh looking and so bright and vivid and you know the gameplay was was it wasn't you know i wasn't was you know because it was all about timing and you know like something would happen on the screen and you would have to like jump to a certain area you'd have to like use your sword or something or shoot something you know and it, it was it was just one of those games it's like you know the 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 latest what am i trying to say 
if if your movement was like a millisecond too late, you died. Yep. So it was like frustrating as hell. But you just you wanted to, you know, you wanted to keep dumping quarters in it to keep playing it. And yeah. So I th- and I, I can't remember if Space Ace was the first one or if Dragon's Lair was the first. I want to say Dragon's Lair was the first one. When I saw um, Dragon's Lair, I was like, "Is this real? What is this?" You know. I- so Space Ace uh, was unveiled in October 1983, four months after Dragon's Lair. So it looks like maybe Space Ace had a wide release in the spring of 1984. Um, and so it says like its predecessor featured film quality animation played back. So it was actually a laser disc. Oh, I guess inside this machine, it was like a laser disc. Okay. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. And might, and might explain why it was so touchy with like, you know, yeah. your movements and stuff like that. Cause if it, if it went on to the next track, you know, it wasn't going back and you were, you nope. were stuck. Yep. So yeah. My number, um, my number three and my number two were, or dragon's layer and space ace. And it was all the same thing, you know, rescue the princess kind of thing. Yep. Uh, but man, I just remember like the colors and the, the graphics of it was just, it blew my mind. Yeah. It was amazing. So your number, uh, what are we up to your number three? Yeah. I'm on number two now. Um, and my number two, I I loved it more so at the arcade, uh, but it was still great on NES, but operation wolf. It was a side scroller and it's the one that had the Uzi that was mounted that you would shoot with. And on the Uzi was mounted on a box and there was, I, I feel like that's right. And then there was a, a button that you would tap and that would throw your grenades, but it was a side scroller. It was like you're rescuing oh, cows. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it. I remember this one. Yeah. There was like duck boats and there was yeah. guys throwing grenades at you. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> It's funny looking at like some of the screenshots of this, like the the, the <laughs> graphics are just so. Oh, yeah, they're terrible. They're so bad. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Operation Wolf number two. OK. Yeah. Uh, so you're number one. My number one, Street Fighter 2. OK. Uh, me and my buddies played the heck out of it. Um, another spot that had a small arcade was our bowling alley. And uh me and one of my best friends, we were in a Saturday morning bowling league when we were like sophomores in high school. And we kind of had this random antagonist. Um, he'd just pop in and out of our lives and he shows up there randomly one weekend. And my buddy was like the, he was the king of street fighter. Mm-hmm. Like out of anyone I knew in school, he was the best. And we're playing and this, this dude shows up and he's like, get out of the way, you know, and he, he hops in there and I whisper in my buddy's ear, I'm like, take M bison and don't let this guy off the ground. And it's like, <laughs> he gives me the nod and he perfect this guy once. And then again, it was over. Wow. And the guy got so mad. He like slapped the joystick and he's like, and he turns and looks at us and he goes, you just remember, remember who'd win in a real fight. And then he'd walk away. He just, he took off, but yeah, he dirt stomped him. So that was, you that know, was that's, a nice moment. that is, I, I don't know this. That's really strange because my number one is street fighter two. 
Yes. Yep. And that, you know, that was one I, I, I was, I was fairly decent at it, you know, and I, I would yeah. play with a lot of different, I, I got to the point where I would play with a lot of different characters. So I knew like if somebody came on and picked, you know, like, I can't remember the combinations now, but you know, like if somebody would pick like Ryu or whatever, yeah. you know, you would pick, what was the, uh, like Blanca or that dude who yeah. like spun the spin. Yeah. And electric. Yeah. Like I used to yep. know like the counters of all, yes. like who, who would be good against who. Yeah. I can't remember from the life of me, but yeah. Street fighter two, man, that was who, that was a good one. Oh yeah. And I'm sure we'll definitely talk about these again. Um, maybe when we talk about console games, because I, I watched like, a real life fight break out amongst friends in a living room after playing. Oh, wow. Street fighter two. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. That but, is wild. Oh, that's cool. And man, how do we, how do yeah. we end up with the same one for number one? So my bonus one. Okay. Yes. I forgot about the bonus one. I'm going to give you, so we've gone through, you've, you've gone, we've gone through our lists and I have, I have one on there that I didn't, that I, I totally missed. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a guess at what it was. Okay. Go ahead. What do you What do you think? Oh, okay. Um, you got to give me a clue, I guess. With uh, maybe I'll what give you style? A clue. I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Okay. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B A start. They had Contra in the arcade. I never played it Contra. there. Oh, I love Contra. Yeah. I've actually toyed with buying a T-shirt that's got the up, down, you know, the code <laughs> on it. And, yeah. uh, that was 1986. Um, I feel like it, it did a lot better when they released like the home version. Oh, dude, I don't think the cheat code worked on in the in the arcade. Sure. Um but yeah, they had a they had a contra they had a contra arcade game. Oh, uh, get to the end and that big heart just pulsing and pulsing. Yep. And I re- I remember playing it a few times after I got it on console, and I remember thinking like oh, I don't like it on I don't like it on the arcade. I like it on the console easier or better. Yeah, maybe because that was because you had the cheat code. See, oh yeah, yeah. Every every kid knew that one. Up up down down left right left right B A start. Yep. And then for the two player select start, select start. That's right. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, that was one of the ones, you know, I think kids our age, at least, you know, kids playing video games, you know, they, they knew that one by heart. Oh yeah. It's funny. You don't even have to know. You don't even have to say the name of it. You just say that. And like, everybody knows it's Contra. Yeah. Did you have a no. bonus one on yours that you just you had a you had a real struggle with uh, putting on there? I wanted to put this one on there because of my love for it so much in with NES, but it wasn't under the same name, and it, they had to reformat it slightly. But when you'd see yourself, it was like a gridded out version, and then you would see like through you as you fought. Punch out. Punch out. Yeah. I, I'm a huge Mike Tyson's punch out on NES. So, but yeah, I, I couldn't put it on the list. Um, 
some of the other ones that you'd mentioned earlier that I, I didn't get on there, but yeah. Yeah. I think I remember punch out in an arcade game. Um, I don't remember playing it a lot, but I think it was one of those ones too, that you really had to like, you had to have some time in front of it to like get to yep. know like what your opponent's skills were and get the yeah. timing right and know like, you know, you had to, you had to dodge, 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 and then like, you know, hit him in the stomach, hit him in the stomach, hit him in the stomach, and then hit him in the head to get the star. And, you know, yeah. you, had to, you had to figure home that on, stuff out and you couldn't home do on that on a quarter. No, at home on punch out, you got those reps in and mm -hmm. you were able to figure that pattern out in the timing and yeah, but you couldn't get that at the arcade or you might walk in feeling like you're the king of the world. You just slapped a five into the change machine and your pockets bulging and it right. would be gone. You never get past like the third guy. No. Bald Bull or whatever his name was. I remember, <laughs> I remember it was uh, Glass Joe. And then uh, what is it? Flamenco Don was the second one. Don, yeah, Don Flamenco. Uh, there was the uh, the Kaiser guy. Yeah. The and uh, well, there was... Uh, Soto Popitsky, he had a different name in the arcade version. He did. I don't yeah. know what it was. There was the German guy, uh, Piston Honda, uh, Great Tiger. The uh, King, guy? Yeah, he had the rose and he mm -hmm. come out. Yeah. The King Hippo guy, you'd punch him in the, the belly. Yep. King Hippo. Man, that was those were good times. Those were yeah. that, that those were that was that was a really, really fun uh Fun exercise to, to look back and 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 think. Yeah, about, I enjoyed it. Think about the video games that we grew up with. So I think we're we're we have anything else we were going to talk about? No, um, I think we really hit on everything here. I yeah. I hope everyone else that's out there listening enjoyed and as much as I did getting to. I don't know. It's kind of like a time machine. Think totally, back and totally like a time machine. Yeah. So we'll. Um, We'll, we'll start saying our, our, our parting goodbyes. Um, I, I, I know you have seen a little bit of it, but I've set up some, some social media stuff for us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on those platforms at Totally Rad Rewind Podcast. On Twitter, Twitter is always weird because you can't fit like the number of characters that you want in there. So on Twitter, we are 8090RADPodcast. And then if you want to email us, you can always email us at totallyradrewindpodcast totally at gmail.com. Jason, where can people find you on social media if they want to see what you're, what you're up to? Well, I, I got rid of my Facebook, so I can't be any help right there. Um, I am on Instagram. And I can pull that up here. I, I'm at uh, busted underscore knuckle on Instagram. Busted underscore uh, knuckle on yep. Instagram. Yeah, I, I, I came up with that name from a, a beer that was uh, quite delicious. Um, it was in Brown County, Indiana. It's called Busted Knuckle. Nice. And uh, yeah. And that's about the time I, I got on Instagram. So I'm like, yeah. Good name. Yeah. So if you want to find me on Instagram, I am Ron the Bearded uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, 
where else am I around the bearded? Instagram, Twitter. I guess those are probably up. Uh, you can also find me doing sort of a passion project, second job that is Los Muertos Beard Co. Uh, that is losmuertosbeardco.com. I hand make beard care products for people who like beard care that doesn't suck. Great sense, great feeling beard. So I'm on Instagram at Los Muertos Beard Co. Facebook at Los Muertos Beard Co. On Instagram at Los underscore beard. Again, with Instagram, I mean, I'm sorry, Twitter. Twitter, Los underscore beard. Again, with them being weird with the number of characters that you can have in a that you could have in a profile uh, Instagram Los Muertos Beard Co Facebook Los Muertos Beard Co if you have a beard check it out it's good stuff um, so I think we'll be back next week we'll come up with some some topics that we want to talk about uh, if you have ideas if you something you want to hear some even questions you want to ask you can email them totally rad rewind podcast at gmail.com or oh, totally yeah. rad rewind podcast on instagram and facebook send us messages um those sites are set up follow us let us know if you like the content if anything you want to any topics you want to suggest for us like i said we're going to talk about movies and music and you know events just growing up you know growing up as a gen x or yeah if people want to leave comments I, i'd love to to hear you know people's own stories about the 80s and even tonight's topic arcade yeah but suggestions are great too i mean i've got a long list i know that i'd like to talk about but there's probably something out there that i've forgotten oh you've got a whataburger oh yeah man Whataburger is in Texas. Uh, uh, I had that the first time two years ago. We were going down to Florida, and I think it was Alabama. I scored that, oh. and I was like, "This stuff's amazing." You didn't have it when y'all came here. No. Oh man! If I'd known, I don't know if I would have left. Dude, Whataburger <laughs> is. Whataburger is king. I think you know a lot of people argue In and Out. I don't know if you've ever had In and Out Burger. I don't need to. I've heard people mention it. I'm like, I, I've had Whataburger. I don't need to. Whataburger's <laughs> the best. We could we could get off talking about uh, yeah about fast foods and you know stuff in our areas. That might be a fun one to do. Like you know yeah what we grew up with around you know because I know we all have stories about going to the Pizza Hut. You know, oh, yeah. games and sitting at the red and white checkered tablecloth with like the, I mean, that, that, you know, looking back at some of those, I know we're getting off topic and, you know, yeah. we already kind of said goodbye, but looking at some of those pictures, like old school Pizza Hut pictures, man, those things were like dimly lit. I mean, they look oh, like, yeah. you know, like, a, like some sort of like, you know, couples lounge or something like that. I mean, it was like yes. red and white, like brick and like the like red leather couches coming in the room. <laughs> Crazy stuff going on. All right. So until next week, uh, stay safe, be good to each other, and we will see you guys later on.